Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson, and I am still on the floor of my bedroom closet, which means this is another edition of Nerdette's Introvert's Guide to the Good Life. It is June, and we are officially in the throes of summer reading season, which honestly might just be my favorite time of the year. Forget Christmas. Um, Our plan for today was to have a guest on to talk about all the great books that are coming out this summer because there are a lot of great books coming out this summer. But with everything that's been happening around the country this week, we thought we should also talk about some reading ideas for those of you who are trying to figure out how we got here and what to do next. So here to help me with both of those things is NPR Books Editor Barry Hardiman. Barry, hey. Hey, Greta. I am so excited to have you on the show for the first time ever somehow. I don't know how this is. I already feel like I know you. I'm going to stay forever. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So Barry, as I mentioned, you and I had originally planned on like just talking about like fun, breezy summer books. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And I do still want to get to some of that. But given the protests that have been taking place this week all over the country and last week and just I, you know, I feel like a lot of people are doing a lot of soul searching around race and policing and their role in all of it. And you and I decided that we also need to talk about some books that have helped us better understand the present moment and maybe could hopefully help other people get a better sense of things, too. That's right. I want to be super clear. I mean, we are both white ladies. We We are are. still figuring this out. We, you know, cannot be prescriptive, I don't think. I, I think the best way to go is just to talk about things that have personally helped us and that could also help listeners. Is that is that a fair way to start? Absolutely. And I will say also that um, I there are so many resources out there that you can find with a three second Google search as well. So these are these are just the things that come to mind for for, you know, these two white ladies. Um, And also, um, not to belabor the point, but I also recognize that reading is a passive act. And um, this is only part of the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of gets to, it reminds me of the first book that I wanted to mention, which is called White Fragility. It's by a woman named Robin D'Angelo. Have you read it, Barry? I have. And actually, um, on uh, Weekend Edition, we interviewed her. And she is, you know, just dynamite. And it is a great, it is a very, very helpful book. Yeah, this is a book written by a white woman for white people. And it essentially kind of unpacks a lot of the defense mechanisms that we have built for ourselves to avoid talking about the uncomfortable subject that is race and racism, especially in the U.S. And what I found really helpful about it is that it it sort of like it helped my vocabulary around Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that people do when they feel really uncomfortable and try to deflect. It also helped me get a better framework for how to have conversations about race with other white people. Yes. Which speaking of action is something that I 
I, you know, in certain moments, absolutely not all the time, you know, depends on context. But like if you are comfortable having an uncomfortable conversation with someone, I highly recommend this book to sort of help you get some tools to help figure out how to have those conversations. I think it also is very good at um, at helping you get comfortable with discomfort yep you know it's because it's not fun it's not supposed to be fun it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be hard and it's your job you know yeah so um i i would uh, co-sign that recommendation (laughs) (laughs) so what about you barry what have you found especially wonderful that's on your bookshelf so i um like i said tons of resources out there in the especially in the nonfiction realm and a thing i've been thinking about a lot is how badly history has been taught in schools. So I would certainly recommend that um, you go out and seek out those resources. But for me, you know, I'm a fiction and poetry gal. And uh, I find that I metabolize things better through language. And um, or not better, it is a way that I find really useful. So what I wanted to recommend is Claudia Rankin. This is not a new suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) You probably have already read Claudia Rankin. She's written a bunch of books of poetry. Uh, What I'm most reminded of is her book, Citizen. And when that book went to press, it was actually right about around the moment that Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson, Missouri. And um, people began marching in protest there, engaged in civil disobedience. And it was very much a moment that was familiar and then was familiar many years later in the summer of 2016. So Citizen, the, the poems, which are so gorgeously written and also a real... I think eye opener to some of the issues that um, Robin D'Angelo talks about actually is this idea of how white institutions perpetuate a kind of cheating that is the the basis of white supremacy and systemic racism. But around these instances that she writes about, you know, a, a girl cheating off of her when she's when she is young, and and then saying, "Oh, you look white." Um, the idea of whiteness is so prevalent and so so beautifully done and the different ways that we think about blackness and whiteness and and then it's also just gorgeous language i mean she's she is a poet and it is one of the reasons that i you know again i find it easier to metabolize through these things because you will also have this the kind of the discomfort of the subject and the the but also the 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 beauty of the words so highly recommend claudia rankin well and i think that's a really important note actually is the idea that like yes you can read there's a lot of excellent nonfiction out there but a lot of what I've learned has also come from you know I think of like sci-fi and fantasy authors and yes. K. Jemison and yes. Tommy Adeyemi both of whom have written beautiful series that really helped me understand what racism does through allegory and metaphor and you know also quite literally you right know? in a conceptual and, and octavia butler who is yes. the, the the i think of as sort of the root of all of that stuff is a re- another to add to that that trio yeah because i think a lot of it is like having the capacity to be able to imagine what it's like to be a person who doesn't look like you right and i think that's what fiction does at its best whatever it's about you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some other poems, poets, poets? You, so you the recommend? other thing I wanted to recommend, um, Denez Smith, who is non-binary and uses the pronouns them and they, 
you may be familiar with them from YouTube, where the this is kind of this the spoken word of YouTube is really where they this kind of political poetry really became uh, made them just this extremely this highly discussed poet. But the the book that I really really loved is called Homie, um, and it came out recently. And those poems, which are about being black, being queer, um, being uh, being other, but also very much about friendships and um, mm-hmm. the experience of relating to other human beings, are just so wonderful to read. And because Denez Smith started out in this in this kind of uh, performative way, you know, because it was spoken word, the the act of reading them feels very performative. So mm. it is both active in the way of the words, but you can also sort of feel the action in reading them. And I would highly recommend right now, you don't even have to, you just go ahead and Google Denez Smith and watch any performance you can find of them. Truly just gut-wrenching but also just, you know, you're really wrapped by the performance itself. So go ahead and do that Google search and then buy the book. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes. One book that is on my list that I actually just bought this week that I have not yet read uh, is How to Be an Mm Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. I kind of feel like that title says it all. (laughs) Um, I actually had the privilege of interviewing Dr. Kendi like right before the pandemic hit. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had come to town uh, because of the book Stamped that just came out. It was a collaboration with Jason Reynolds, which is a book for kids, which I think is another great thing to discuss because, you know, I think it's it's easy for us to think that this is a conversation that's too sophisticated for children. And I think it's really important to remember that a lot of this work actually can cannot start too early And so in addition to Stamped, which is by Jason Reynolds, I wanted to ask you as a mother, like what's some of the stuff that you're, you know, introducing to your kids to make sure that they're, you know, at least somewhat aware of of what's happening? So my kids are six and nine. Mm -hmm. I have two boys. And since the minute I started reading to them, we really tried very hard to make sure that they were reading character driven narratives that were not just from white people. But I kind of wanted to keep for this purposes of this conversation to the theme of poetry, because I think also, um, I think that I think that verse for kids is having like a real moment, not that it wasn't before, but this is a kind of a neat, a neat moment for kids. Mm -hmm. So the two that I would recommend really highly are one is by Kwame Alexander, who is a well known poet and has written a million kids books and is also just a a gentleman and a scholar and a lovely person. You probably heard him a lot on NPR because we often yeah, talk Yeah, yeah, he does the morning edition segments. I also, we talked to him on Nerdette years ago. And oh, yeah, wonderful. he's just like, just such an amazing ball of light and goodness. Absolutely. And you know, one thing he talked about in the interview I did with him was about how one thing that's so great about verse, especially for reluctant readers, is that it's just fewer words on the page. Yes! So it actually feels like, you know, especially for a kid who you know, maybe hasn't super gotten into reading yet or who is just still trying to figure out how to read. It's just way less intimidating than like a paragraph. You know? Exactly. And it's also I mean, the thing I really love about his books are, yes, they have they have young black protagonists. Yes. Um, racism plays a role um, in many of his books and in book two. 
but they're also just sort of psychologically realistic fiction for young people about divorce and about soccer and about getting along with your friends and all of those kind of things that we, you know, that kids need to read about at any age. And I think you're very much another thing about reluctant readers in verse, which is great, is that the literally the act of having to read it aloud I think, again, performative reading is such a way to get kids involved. And um, so I loved, with my older son, reading booked with him out loud, having Mm -hmm. him read it to me. It was just a great sort of back and forth. So that is one I would um, uh, absolutely recommend. And that one by Kwame Alexander is called Booked. Yes. And then another, which I we've also read, is called Brown Girl Dreaming. This is a, you know, everybody knows this book because it won all the awards. It is by Jacqueline Woodson. Everybody knows her because she's won all the awards. Um, <laughs> and, you know, read all her books. Read Red at the yes. Bone, which is adult. Read yes. the, the Other Side, which is a picture book. But this one in particular is a novel in verse, in verse called um, Brown Girl Dreaming. And it is about a young girl in the, during the civil rights movement. And um, it is a it is another book that just that really sort of takes this protagonist and makes her really live for kids in a way that I think is just uh, unique. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it seems to me the moral of the story is even if you're not ready to do the like super intense history of slavery work, like the least you can do is at least branch out what you're reading, you know, and just sort of do like an inventory of like, are you reading only books written by white men? Are you reading only books that feature white characters? You know, because even that, even that can make such a big difference in just like or just your bears. This sounds funny, I know, but like one of the things that I noticed when my kids were little, little is that all the protagonists were like bears and animals, and so I'm serious. Like this is a thing. I at some point <laughs> I was like, one. they're not seeing like a group of people. Like there's this sort of like inability mm. to. You know, like get them the book that has a million kids of a million different backgrounds so that they're just seeing it. And another thing I would say, too, to the point of like sophisticated conversations, no conversation has to be that sophisticated. I think the more, you know, I'm Jewish. I we didn't in my house. We we don't we're not like, oh, the Holocaust. We have to wait till they're nine. No. You know, like, so like slavery is absolutely a part and white supremacy are a part of this nation. And, you know, you get to know about it when you're six. You get to know about it when you're three because you are already breathing that air. And if you can just calm down about it, I think that's a an easier way to, you know, you have every day you are teaching them. And you can be very calm about it. And you can read Kwame Alexander and you can read picture books with you can read the snowy day. You can do whatever you want, but it's all the time you are teaching them so you can chill and just keep talking. In just a minute, more with Barry about some great books to expect this summer. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. 
More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. There is some great stuff coming out, and I am very excited to hear what your recommendations are. Well, my absolute very favorite book of the summer, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that we're talking about this because um, this one is actually out. And I think a lot of times I, I get so excited about books and I tell my friends and then they're like, but you're reading a galley. This doesn't come out till September, Barry. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's very mean of me. But this one I have been talking about forever, and it is by um, author Britt Bennett. Um, you may remember her. She wrote a just a dynamite novel, which oh, was her de- yes. debut called The Mothers. Yes. So you should get both of them. Yes. But the the new one is called The Vanishing Half. And it follows two um, light-skinned black sisters who are twins. And um, their lives take uh, extremely different paths. And while it is very much about you know race in America and how it functions, because you have one sister who really claims her identity – um, as being black, and then you have another sister who goes on, and I, I kind of don't want to spoil too much of this book. Yes, yeah. Um, even though it, it becomes clear fairly soon what's going on. But it's very much about how the past can influence you, how the the air that you breathe can send you on two very different paths. The relationship mm-hmm. between the sisters is just fascinating. And, you know, it's very, this like deep, deep sibling bond. Um, I love giving this book to twins <laughs> because I think they really <laughs> like sort of understand the kind of unspoken things. But the most of the things that I want to say about this book, because it, while it is really emotional and, um, you know, is definitely going to be a book that makes you think about um, race and about children and about raising you know young people and all of these things it's also just really propulsive because Mm -hmm. you can't because the way that these sisters it's an epic the way that these sisters lives and their children's lives intersect is just you won't there are real moments where you drop the book and sort of do a gasp which is for me the the gold standard in reading is did I have to put the book down in order to get oxygen to my brain and um this one has at least two moments like that and I I gobbled it up you will gobble it up I gave it immediately to my husband um it's just go read it oh my gosh I'm so excited to hear that partly because we chose that as our June Nerdette book club pick which means we're going to be discussing it not only with Britt Bennett in a couple of weeks, but also as a panel discussion later this month. And I can't wait to unpack it. But that makes me very happy, partly because I feel like with some of the Nerdette books that I've chosen for this book club, I, I've had very high expectations for all of them. And those expectations have not always been met. But I feel like this one, it's not unreasonable to just like expect it to be amazing. Yeah. And also everybody will love it. It's really for everybody. Yes, you know, it's for great. it's like I would give it to, you know, go ahead and give it to your 18, 19 year olds. Go ahead and give it to your, you know, 80 year old mother. Like everybody will love this. This is a book club book. Yes. Oh, good. Um, well done. Okay, you. So- <laughs> Thank you, Barry. I appreciate that. So, Barry, another genre that I love very much when it's done well is the rom-com. And mm. I feel like especially over the last couple of years, there has been so much good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have a recommendation to fit under that umbrella, do you not? I sure do. 
Um, and I will also come to, I will just tell you that I love romance of all kinds. I don't, lots of times I don't even care if it's done well. However, <laughs> the one I'm about to recommend is um, the pinnacle of rom-com writing. This is, yes. this is Miss Jasmine Guillory. You've yes. all read The Proposal. You've all read mm-hmm. The Wedding Date. She is now just truly the queen of this kind of um, romantic fiction. And her new book well, is Well, and called- she's so prolific too. I mean, how many, this is what, like her fifth book maybe? D- yeah. Yeah, More and, than that? Yes. And this is also not only that, but they're good. You know, she's yes. not just churning them out. It's it, it, she's really very, very, very good and skilled at like making these characters that live. And it's all sort of part of the same universe, which I love. Um, but this new one is Party of Two. These books are really warm. You know, they feel very much yeah. like a person, you know, like you're settling into the couch and a friend is telling you. Um, like a sexy, funny story. And go get all her books. They're so lovely. Get them for your friends. Read, reread them. They're such a lovely, delicious book for the summer. Barry, thank you so much. This was like informative and hopefully helpful and also just really wonderful which like what a combo oh my god well i am such a fan i can't believe i'm here doing this um i wish i was not doing it in my gym clothes but them's (laughs) them's the breaks for the pandemic but anyway people tell me what you're reading over the summer on twitter i always like to know i'm a person that does take and read recommendations so yay Oh my God, Barry Hardiman, NPR book editor. What a delight. So we also had some honorable mention books that we didn't get a chance to include in this episode for the sake of time. But I just wanted to let you know, Barry also recommends a book called Blacktop Wasteland. It's by S.A. Cosby. It's like a mystery thriller. It sounds great. And it comes out on July 14th. And I actually have another rom-com recommendation. It's called One to Watch by Kate Stamen London. It involves a plus-size blogger who gets invited to be on like a bachelorette kind of show. And it is just like, I'm pretty sure it is actually the best rom-com I've ever read. So keep an eye out for that when it comes out on July 7th, which I know July, but like it's already June. So that's actually not that far away. And yes, I am well aware we just threw a bunch of different book titles at you. So I am very happy to tell you that you can actually find a list of all the authors and the books that we mentioned if you go to wbez.org slash nerdette and then click on the link for this episode. Also, some of the authors we mentioned, including N.K. Jemisin and Tomi Adeyemi and Kwame Alexander, have been guests on Nerdette in the past. So we're going to have links to those interviews as well so you can hear them. Now here's the part of the show where we get to hear from you. Hi, Nerdette. This is Camila from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Nerdette. It's PJ from outside Houston, Texas. Hi, Nerdette. This is Sarah from Chicago. You'd asked what we were doing to make sense of the current moment. Um, And for me, that means giving myself some homework. So I've been rereading How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi. I've been gravitated towards books that I read when I was younger and magical realism. I'm Colombian by birth, so I've been rereading A Hundred Years of Solitude. I think being immersed in a world where not everything makes sense all the time and seeing how people in the 19th century cope with those things, um, it's made me feel a lot better. I've been gravitating 
to the works of Paulo Freire, uh, author of Pedagogy of the Oppressed, Pedagogy of Hope. He's, he's teacher inspiration for how literature and literacy can inspire change and help to bring equality. I've also been spending a lot of time on Facebook, specifically the showing up for racial justice groups. Um, because as Mr. Rogers said, during difficult times, look for the helpers. And these folks are, they're out there, they're helping, they're providing support for protesters, they're making a difference. And that's kind of what I need to see right now. I've been thinking a lot about the poetry of Langston Hughes. The poem Harlem has been going around and around in my head uh, since the weekend. And of course, the magical realism helps me make sense of a world that sometimes doesn't make sense. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? So, stay safe. Hope you're well. Thanks, Nodette. Be well. Be safe. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, you three, for sending those voicemails. They were beautiful. Man, that Harlem poem. Like, I knew it was coming, and it still made me cry again because it's just really beautiful. And, yeah, it's highly, highly resonant in this moment. Um, I appreciate the three of you calling in, and I want to commend Sarah for calling it homework because, as y'all know, that's a thing we like to do here on Nerdette. And, yeah, I feel like... Homework is a great word for what a lot of us need to be doing right now. So I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate all y'all for listening. That's it for today. The show is produced by me with help from Justin Bull. And our executive producer is Brendan Banizak. Do your homework for real. Like do it. Oh, and also just real quick, BT dubs. Tomorrow, June 6th is my mother, Mary Johnson's 60th birthday. And uh, not only do I want to shout out my mom because I think she's awesome, but something that she has taught me to do. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I was not expecting this. OK. Um, <laughs> something my mom has always been really good about teaching me to do and reinforcing for me is the idea of treating myself. And I'm not ashamed to say that my mother has just like spoiled the out of me. Um, but she's also taught me how to spoil the shit out of myself. And I just think that right now more than ever, it's just really great to have an excuse to, you know, like maybe take two naps in one day or go on a nice long walk or make yourself something delicious or buy yourself some flowers or give someone something you made or like literally anything. But like if it feels even the littlest bit indulgent and you think that maybe you need an extra excuse to do it just remember that my mom told you to okay that's it for real this time nerdette is supported by the sympathizer podcast from hbo join host philip nguyen in conversation with the cast crew and author viet tan 
as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.